It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Well, with us this morning is uh, Senator Darcy Yeck, and we appreciate you being here with us this morning. I am glad to be here. We're just talking about this is actually, I guess, the fifth Thursday of the month. Normally, we have you on the fourth. Yeah, you threw me off a little bit. I tuned in last Thursday, but it was Thanksgiving Day, so you had other programming going on. But, uh, no, this is great. Yeah. yeah, that's another reason that we postponed it a week. I okay. forgot about that, Thanksgiving. Yeah. You we didn't a, do the show on Thanksgiving. That's right. You, uh, you chauffeur bring you out this morning, or did you take the chopper? No, not today. Today I was on my own. So uh, is the shopper available? I guess I didn't know Always, I, I crashed, request that. I crashed into it a couple of – I crashed it out there in the parking lot about a year ago, and uh, but it's up and running. So the chopper, did it get your guest yesterday, or did we yeah, figure that – well, I'm sorry to bring major, that up. Yeah, I know you are, man. <laughs> that and Curly, I decided I would not talk about either one of those subjects again in my life. Curly okay. the cat. <laughs> Okay. Well, anything new on the saga of Not Curly either. the Cat? And here's my opportunity on Curly. I'm going to go ahead and stick with the, with the initiative here on my part to get some justice. So I think I'll go out and do an interview with Curly and actually get to see what Curly feels like and maybe even get introduced to this service dog. I want you to do that, a little research okay. on, the, on the road. With there you go, Mustafa. on the road again. How's that? Can't wait to get on. We uh, were talking about several things, but uh, we heard uh, you talking a little bit about chickens and Ishans, right? (laughs) But I wanted to ask you about uh, the the governor's come out, I I guess, rallied behind some of these chicken fighters. It's roosters, really, isn't it? Cox. Cox. Those are roosters. Oh. Yeah, you know, I... I really, I, do, I think the governor probably, um, I'm not sure his advisors advised him really well in that situation. I don't know that he uh, intended to come out as supporting cockfighting specifically. I think he was just welcoming that group. And that was kind of twisted a little bit, and some groups have taken uh, it and run with it. But I, Surely they wouldn't do that. No, surely not. That would never <laughs> Non-doc never had a big picture of it. I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. Did he change the story on that after... Uh and because we expected some feedback because it was so obvious of his support, but did they change that story a little if bit? If there was any retraction or any backing yeah. away from it, I didn't see it. So, okay. uh, I so maybe he is in favor of cop fights. Holding off and just waiting for the next door to come along, and that one will go away. So uh, if they'll let it go away. But you support know. that? No, sir, I don't. <laughs> yeah. How do you really voters, feel about it? The voters voted on that years ago, so I think that's done. But. I think it still goes on. I'm told it still goes on, but just because something goes on doesn't mean we need, mean we need to make it legal. Well, it's like prostitution. You know, you don't you don't want to make it legal, right? I mean, that's just part of society's plan, right? Uh, that's right. Yeah. No, that's, that's but right. I didn't think we'd ever make marijuana <laughs> legal either. And we do. We have medical marijuana. So Imagine that, Oklahoma. We've got medical marijuana in quotes. Medical marijuana. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's really not medical in a way well, i mean you can get it real easily essentially it's recreational marijuana yeah legally it's medical marijuana legally legally but it's easy to go get a card there, there's some abuses yeah there, there's some cats that get a headache maybe their hair break off they got a split in that's good enough you get but you know what though and 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 this is in good faith that things will change but miss barry's doing an outstanding job of bringing this thing to a focus she has, and the number of grows, I think I heard a report that at one time there were 96 or 9,400 grows. Imagine that. Over 9,000 grows so in Oklahoma. Down to 34 And now. we're down a lot. Yeah, yeah and I think they want to get down even more, 000. so we've, yeah. we've made a lot of I headway. Mean, so 
That's it's taken a while, but I think that's a good thing. Now there there is an execution today, and there's also a story out in Nondoc about you know a report that was done back in 2017. Andy Lester, who's a Republican, has come out and say and says that we need to make those changes, and that was uh, brought up this week. Changes as far as just some changes in the the way we do capital punishment, in Oklahoma. Just the actual act of the execution, or how would the Not appeal the act, process but and about some of the. Uh, some of the changes about the way prosecutors handle things, okay. uh, for, for example, and I don't have that list in front of me, but we talked about it yesterday. There's several well, things I, that they're recommending. I don't know that it's going to make a difference, and I know the DA counsel's against that, and that's probably part of the reason it hasn't been. Well, I'm sure they are, and as long as you've got people involved, there's not going to be any perfect system, but I think we've got a lot of safeguards in there, and, you know, the capital punishment, I know that's something that is not, doesn't exist in a lot of states. It still does in Oklahoma, obviously, so... Uh, I mean, we talk about for the most heinous crimes. Well, who's is there a definition for the most heinous? I mean, we know the really brutal ones. That obviously, yeah, I would support execution in those cases. But at some point, where do you draw the line on what's heinous and what isn't? Well, that, that's where the judge and the you know the prosecutor. It's a pretty high bar. No, it is. Yeah, you know, as it should to, be to prosecute someone for capital punishment, and then after you actually, you know, in essence, uh, get the okay to. To, to prosecute and and ask for ca- the, the death penalty, the jury ultimately then decides. Yeah, and we're I think the execution's at ten o'clock this morning. So up to that point, the governor could he could he could stop it at that point. Any point, even though it's gone through all these processes, he could still stop it at the last minute. Either one of you guys go to an execution? I never have been to one. Had no desire to do that. I've been I've been to McAllister. I've I've seen that room, which is an eerie feeling, but. Um, uh, I have no desire to do that at all. The other day, one of the uh, one of our legislatures suggested something about being able to go into any prison and and just have a look, or go in and visit anywhere unannounced. Is that the case now, though? Can you? Is it true that you can't go even as an official? Well, you're going to have to. You have to go through some pretty. Uh, I've been through McAllister as well, and it's not. You don't want it to be easy, and you you do have to still go through the process of mental detection and those kind of things, no matter who you are. But this bill, I guess, that's being proposed would allow for kind of a surprise visit by any of the legislators. Well, I really don't know how they could turn you away, Harold. I mean, if, if I show up, I mean, the public can show up. They can they can turn you away. You're, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the metal detectors just like anybody else would. Um, don't know that they're going to automatically grant me access to any place on the prison that I want to go, and I wouldn't expect that. But um I don't, you I don't wouldn't know what want the bill to go is. to any place in the prison, right? I mean, it's pretty scary. You know, you well, talk about that room that where they do the executions. That's airy. But then when you go look at death row and you see those inmates in death row. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you think about there's a story behind each one of those. Yeah, uh, someone's in, child, someone's person. I mean, how do we lose these people? And then I get into this saga about wanting to take over all these social issues, but our prison system does need some reform. And I don't know that we're paying enough attention to the mental side of this whole game. And we're not really preparing students these days to avoid that trap of getting in the system. Well, there's no question. There's it's, there's some deep-rooted issues. It goes along, and that becomes generational. Uh, you just The people that we see on death row, I wonder how many of those, what their home life was, I mean, it's hard for me to feel sorry for them because they're there for a reason. They're there because they created a victim or lots of victims out there in society. So that's the issue. But regardless of that, whatever 
it is that led them in their life? Did we not get them the proper help? Did, did they have parents in their lives? So, I mean, it's a complicated issue. But, yeah, no, the mental health is something that we need to address. That's for sure. Who's our guest here? Well, we have Allison with us. <clears throat> Allison's a new sales rep for the radio station. We'll talk to her later well, on this morning, hour. Good morning, Allison. No she's, you she's here to, to, to observe, oh. uh, learn a little bit about radio. Yeah. We've yeah. been talking radio. She's going through her class of training called the Right Radio Boot Camp. And she's checking it out. Everything I've heard about you, Allison, is so true and then some. Oh, really? Absolutely. Especially the smile and those bright eyes. <laughs> Welcome you. to the team. Thank you. I think he likes me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harold always <laughs> likes do you realize how many years of experience you're you're witnessing here? Oh, no, I yeah, agree. I've heard it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty intimidating, we'll, we'll really. Have to get you a microphone here in a minute, but we'll do that when when we get you on. So, anyway, okay, we're talking to uh, Darcy Yeck. He's our guest on the program today, um, and we appreciate him coming in. What's uh, what what else is on your mind? Well, we were talking a little bit. We're talking about Department of Corrections, so uh, we we uh, got a call at our office. Uh, just just last week from the Department of Corrections. I don't know if you guys remember the prison rodeo that used to be yes. a big annual affair back in the day. Well, that the rodeo grounds is still there, but that rodeo uh, went away years ago. Why did it go away? I don't know that. That's a good question. Harold, what do you think about that? Were you I was aware? told it was done away with be, or because of just the possible hazard of of uh, in liability and uh, liability issues. The current director is really uh, he's really excited about the possibility of getting out. I've if you've been there, I don't know. Do you remember the rodeo grounds? It's, it's yes. like a stadium. So I was told, if you remember, that holds 20,000 people. And when the rodeo was at its heyday, that's how many people turned out. So we talked about an economic generator for that whole area. And this current director, he said, hey, it's 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 going to be great for morale if we can do it. So it just gives those inmates something to think about, something to look forward to. So we'll see. I mean, if, if the state gets involved, then I think there's it certainly needs to be a partnership between the city of McAllister and really that whole area, they need to have some skin in the game because it's going to be a great driver for their hotels or restaurants and that sort of thing when that goes on. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But it's interesting for sure. I would so, like to see the rodeo back. I know I was disappointed that they discontinued it when they did that. And I don't remember exactly how many years, but at least 15 or 20 years. Well, I don't know if you remember the grounds when you when you toured that, but it's it's been neglected for a long time, so it'll take a lot of it money to get it back. to get it back up. Oh, a lot. Yeah, sort a of lot. like uh, the movie The Longest Yard. Remember that with Burt oh. Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You remember that movie? I do. <laughs> yeah. You know, years ago I, in high school, we'd play baseball up at El Reno. The federal uh, prison there would allow us to come in with our baseball team, our little made-up <laughs> community baseball team. And we, it was interesting to be able to. And you know what? I'm going to say this just for the heck of it. We, we we finish the game, we go to lunch, we're in the cafeteria, and I see all these strange-looking uniforms around. They're, they're dressed casually, I guess. But anyway, are you talking about the guards or are you talking about the inmates? All of them. The whole thing is kind of messed up. But anyway, the point is, I'm a teenager, and they were telling me not to eat certain foods because they have what they call a salt, a salt pita or something in there. And I thought, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, that will ruin your manhood. Don't do that. They do it here. And I took off from there and also got a a visual image of having a grown man plait another grown man's hair while watching our baseball game so i was quite uncomfortable with that but i know yeah. it's normal now so yeah. did we get this at the rodeo 
Well, as far know. as the scenery yeah. and the entertainment. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, don't know. We'll see how that's marketed if we get to that point. So Stay we, out of the cafeteria. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you a ticket if you want to go, <laughs> Mustafa. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the minimum wage uh, petition that's being uh, out there or is out there possibly being circulated at some point. So stay tuned. Checking in on the Beef Checkoff. Joining us today, Heather Buckmaster of the Oklahoma Beef Council. Heather, let's talk about cattle producers and how they can find out more about checkoff dollars. So if you're a producer and you want to learn more about how beef checkoff dollars are invested, the first thing to do is visit drivingdemandforbeef.com. Everything from the Beef Checkoff's annual audited financials, contractors' yearly funds or authorization requests, checkoff program updates, and annual reports are available on the website. Checkoff meetings are also open to every producer who pays into the Beef Checkoff. On a state level, you can visit Cattleman's Corner on our website at oklabeef.org, where we have links to our annual reports, National Checkoff Annual Reports, the Federation of State Beef Council's annual reports, and a link to the annual reports of the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Our board of directors are checkoff paying volunteers and it's important to them that their neighbors are able to see the funding decisions they are making. So once again, visit drivingdemandforbeef.com to learn more or visit our website at oklabeef.org. In the days before television, the entire family crowded around the radio for entertainment. This Sunday, the Swasu Theater Department is going to take you back in time for a live radio performance of A Christmas Carol. What do you mean by looking at the clock? Hmm? Uh, I was hoping... I mean, I, I thought I might leave soon, sir, so that I could attend our company's year-end party. Student actors will be performing this classic tale, complete with sound effects and music, on 95.5 The Coyote at 2 p.m. God bless us, everyone. Tune in and enjoy A Christmas Carol, live on the radio this Sunday, produced by the Southwestern Theater Department and brought to you locally by the Phillips family at McDonald's, CK Energy, and The Cottages. The Weatherford Chamber of Commerce would like to remind you that the next Terra Energy Resources Lighted Christmas Parade has been postponed until December 14th. We know it's hard to wait, but make sure to come on out December 14th. The tree lighting ceremony will be going on at McFedridge Park at 530, and the parade itself will start at 6. After the parade, you can come get your pictures taken with Santa and enjoy live music from the Weatherford High School Jazz Band. The Weatherford Chamber and our parade sponsor, Next Air Energy Resources, invite you out December 14th in downtown Weatherford for the Candy Lane Lighted Christmas Parade. Briley Baca is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Just imagine what your life would be like if you had to navigate your finances alone without any help from a spouse. It can sound daunting, and a lot of times it is if you don't have the proper safety nets in place. This is Briley Baca with Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton. More often than not, the woman in the relationship is the person who ends up managing the family finances in the later years of life. We have all heard the statistic that women live longer than men. But did you know that almost 65% of the people over the age of 85 are women? Being a widow, divorcee, or single parent is hard. But going through these life-changing events without a plan for your finances will make these times even harder. Give me a call, Briley Baca, the only independent certified financial planner professional located here in western Oklahoma, and we will work together to make sure to provide safety and security for your family. 323-6800 or visit our website, retirewithbacca.com. All right, uh, we're here at Totfest, their new edition. I'm with David Totfest. David, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. 
Well, we're expanding, um, and we're hoping to have this thing open just pretty soon. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to put in here. My wife would kill me, Harold. You know that. So you can't tell us what you're going to be doing here? Tell, no, talk, no. talk to us. No. You can see what's going on. I just can't let you know what it is yet. All right, folks. Just need to be prepared. Top Fest, their new edition here in downtown Weatherford. Good morning. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma 6, 7, 7, 26 here this morning. And if you're wanting to tune in on the app and hear the program, go to your app store and look up KCLI FM and you'll see the red, white, and blue logo. Punch that particular app up and it, and it's free. So it's easy to get online. You can also tune to the right dot media as well. And tunes and tune in to just say to your, uh, what is it? Uh, you're like Siri or whatever, just say, tune in, uh, KCLI FM, and it'll pop up as well. So make, we make it easy. Darcy Yeck is our guest on the program, and if you want to hear this interview, do you miss part of it, you go to podcasts on uh, your favorite podcast. Just go there and, and go to Right Time for Western Oklahoma. It will pop up, and you can choose from all the shows we've done uh, in the past. You want to be sure to tune in to yesterday's show, right, Masaba? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you go to that pod thing, you want to punch. It's not right media. It's KCLI, right? FM 99.3. Well, if you put in right time for Western Oklahoma in your. Oh, yeah. Then it's going to come up. Yeah, what? it'll come up. So Okay. Anyway, yeah. with us uh, this morning is Senator Darcy Yeck. And this petition came out last week, uh, introduced or a couple of weeks ago. It's 832. Uh, but it's in the court system right now. Farm Bureau and, and the state chamber are, are against it. We had. Uh, we had Chad Warmington on last week talking about the fact that it was going to be uh, not the right thing to do. Your thoughts about that? We, is that going to make it through the petition process? Well, we'll see. We'll see how those challenges play out. But I, I think at some point we will see it on the ballot, whether it's this version or a compromised version going forward. And I'm not necessarily opposed to raising the minimum wage, but in that language, excuse me, there's some triggers in there where uh, – that could be inflated automatically, and it's going to be in the Constitution. I, I believe it's constitutional. It is constitutional. It's constitutional. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, if it goes in the Constitution, then to change that, it's going to take another vote of the Constitution, vote of the people. So it's those triggers that concern me. So what's to say in five years, ten years, that with these triggers, the minimum wage doesn't become twenty, thirty dollars an hour? So uh, what's well, that and going and to do? It compares to other business? states, and and Oklahoma is different. What you make in New York City to be oh, in right. certain jobs, teaching, for example, is they pay a lot more, but it costs a lot more to live there. Yeah. So if you're tied into that, to other states where the cost of living is a lot higher, right? I don't think that's fair. And this may be one of those instances where they're they're throwing it out there for the first time, knowing that it's not going to work. So they'll come back with a compromised version, and we'll see how that one plays out. Hey, quick shout out to my son. He just he just texted me, and uh, sometimes we we talk about this time of day. He's on it. He he's driving into Fort Worth. So uh, is he now? Count yeah, time. Yeah. So Fort I just I just told him about the app. So uh, I don't know if Ryan's tuning in or not, but maybe he is. Good morning. And I don't Ryan. want to forget about my daughter. I, I mean, I know you've got a daughter, and we'd want to neglect our daughters, right, Harold? Sometimes that can get us in trouble if we don't. Give them the same recognition I got in as a we weeks can. ago. Yeah, what's your what's your daughter's name? My daughter's name Sarah. Sarah yeah. and Ryan. Sarah and Ryan. Mm -hmm. Okay, now Harold, you got in trouble because you forgot your daughter, right? No, I didn't forget her. <laughs> no, I never would forget my daughter ever. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up there. Okay, well that was fun that morning. Well, well, they cut me off my recognition, and all they said was Heston. 
my son. So anyway, Angela will get a nice Christmas present from you. She is. She's going to get really nice. Very good. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm uh, back to the uh, the the labor thing. The and minimum we, uh, wage. Talk, oh yeah, I know what what I wanted to both of you to try and explain in layman terms the difference in say constitutional when i hear that what it suggests is that overturn it you're going to take a, a little more percentage or a larger percentage of the vote to do that now with state law and constitutional law what's the difference there in terms of what well, well some some petitions like the marijuana petition was a petition to change the 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 law but the legislature can still you know make changes to it and and it's called initiative petition uh, you know, for legislation that would change the, the current statutes. Okay. Then there, that the bar on that is lower than the bar for the constitutional change. And the, const- the, con- the, the, the vote on the constitutional change is a vote uh, to actually change the constitution and, and put it in law. And there. that'll be on, that'll be on the ballot. So that's something that it'll be on a statewide ballot that everybody gets to vote on if it's constitutional, as opposed to statutory. That's the that's the laws that we make when we're in session. So those can just be changed by the next session, next legislature. There is so an initiative petition just to change that too, and like the marijuana law was that type. Right. It was just an initiative petition to change the law. Uh, and it was voted by the people, but the legislature can come back and change it. But you've got to be careful about that. And we have. We've gone back and changed that a little bit. But you're right. I mean, sometimes we go back and change what was a vote of the people. We're accused of we're changing the will of yeah, the people. Yeah, yeah exactly. so it's a little bit of a catch-22. You have to be very careful. That's right. And that's why we didn't many, make many changes the first year because of that very reason, because the people had voted it in, and we, we were there saying, hey, you know, this is what people want. We're going to have to kind of honor their vote. Uh, but, uh, you know, our Constitution already has too much law in it. And, folks, we don't need changing the law in the Constitution. So the threshold you speak of is the number of uh, names required on these petitions that they turn in. Yes, and they have to be verified. So it takes okay. it's, it's quite a process. But anyway, thank you for being on the show today. Hey, it's my pleasure. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.